Hey, before we jump into the show, I wanted to give you a heads up that my free YouTube strategy class is available right now on demand at thinkmasterclass.com. On the class, I reveal the one YouTube strategy we use at Think Media to generate over 330,000 views every single day. So if you're new to YouTube, this will help you start right and avoid mistakes. And if you're a YouTube pro, this training will help you multiply your growth. This class is 100% free and you can watch it now on demand at thinkmasterclass.com. Now let's jump into today's show. Three bulletproof strategies for achieving your goals in 2023. In this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about why most people fail to achieve their YouTube goals how to spark unstoppable motivation in 2023, and some practical tips for winning on YouTube this year. But I want to start with a story of two people who started 2023 and they both set a goal. However, one failed and one succeeded. So the first person, they set a goal and their goal was to lose 20 pounds. Now the second person, they also set a goal and their goal was to walk 20 minutes every single day. Who do you think succeeded with their desired end result? Well, you can guess, see the first person, they set a results goal. They wanted to lose 20 pounds, but the problem was they didn't create a plan or define the actions necessary for actually achieving the goal. See, the second person, they actually didn't even do their goal perfectly. They ended up averaging only five days a week of walking 20 minutes a day. Because of course you get sick, you go on vacation. In fact, some days you wake up, you don't even feel like doing it. But what happened? As a result of just focusing on the actions, walking 20 minutes a day, averaging five days a week for the entire year, by the end of the, the year, that person lost 20 pounds, increased their energy, boosted their confidence, and created momentum so they could tackle new and bigger goals. One of the reasons people fail to achieve their goals on YouTube is because they just focus on the results, but they don't actually define the actions, nor do they really create a bulletproof plan. And so I want to share three areas that I personally go through when goal setting. And I also want to share some practical tips for winning on YouTube this year. And the first area is set results goals. It's not bad. It's not bad to want to lose 20 pounds and it's not bad to want to get 10,000 more subscribers this year. And so it's important to know what are our targets. No goals, no growth. If we don't set a target, we don't know what we're steering towards. And so a couple questions here is what is your desired subscriber growth number? What's your target there? How many views in a year do you want to get? And also what kind of money do you want to earn from YouTube? At the end of 12 months, how much money do you want to earn? And what does that break down per month, per week? Is there any collabs or interviews that you want to do this year? Have you made a dream 50 list, a list of people in like an Excel or Google Sheets spreadsheet that you want to consistently reach out to? Maybe some of them sound impossible, but you never know until you ask and you never know until you ask consistently. And so what are some of the results, goals, for you. Secondly, though, and more importantly, is what are the actions that it's going to take to reach those goals? How many uploads are you committed to doing per week? And 
one of the ways you can power up your chances of success is to make your goals non-negotiable. See, if your goals are optional, then you're going to be casual about it. But if you can make them non-negotiable, you're like, come hell or high water. I am uploading a video every Tuesday, even if if I have to stay up all night the night before to get it done. That's the kind of mindset that it takes to create unstoppable momentum on YouTube. If you're casual about it, if it's just optional, then you ultimately will find that at the end of the year, you may be disappointed because once again, you fell short of your targets. Are you going to be uploading videos, shorts? Are you going to be doing live streams? I want to challenge you to experiment with different content formats. Even if you don't love shorts, I hear a lot of feedback. Oh, I don't want to embrace shorts. These short vertical videos are ruining people's attention spans. I just like the old way YouTube was done. Friend, I understand that change can be hard, but what's waiting for you on the other side of experimenting with a new content format? One, it could be viral growth and new awareness and new subscribers to your channel, but two, for sure, it'll be growth for you challenging you to be more concise in your communication, to learn how to storytell at a different level, to learn a new content format like YouTube Shorts, and to potentially develop a skill set that I believe is critical in a 2023 world, and that is vertical video content creation that can be distributed across multiple platforms, not just YouTube. So are you going to block some time to take new actions so that you can get results you've never gotten before? What are some of the routines or habits that you need to establish so that weekly you are moving towards your goals? Skill development. I mean, listening to this podcast is a great way for you to continue to level up your skills, level up your mindset. And so blocking time for leadership development, personal development, YouTube skill development, why you're also taking action and why you're also very busy. I know you got a lot in your plate. So it's going to take a new level of discipline if you want the next level of domination on YouTube in 2023. But the third area I actually think is the key to making this all work. This is how you spark unstoppable motivation in 2023. And the third area is to raise necessity and define your reasons. Let me explain. Usually the reason we don't actually fulfill on our goals is because we don't do the stuff. And the reason we don't do the stuff is because typically the stuff is hard. It's one thing to say, I want to lose 20 pounds. It's another thing to say, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week for an hour but it's a whole nother thing to actually go to the gym. I mean, that's what that's been my challenge. It's like, mm, you know, it'd be easier than going to the gym and lifting weights, not going to the gym and lifting weights. How about I just stay home and watch more YouTube on my smart TV with my son? And so ultimately, what is our challenge here? It's the resistance. It's us having procrastination. It's us putting off what we should do today until tomorrow. So how do we solve this? Friend, I believe the way you solve this is by getting stronger reasons and tapping into your true motivation that moves you emotionally. I've learned that reasons come first, results come second. And here's how you can start to power up your motivation. How much money do you want to earn on YouTube this year? You already defined that in number one, but here's how we go emotional. How will that change your life? Can we marinate on that? 
if you were to earn $5,000 a month on YouTube, $60,000 a year, how would your life be different? I want you to feel that. I want you to even visualize and imagine that. Does that mean that you could be part-time at a job you don't love? Does that mean that you could ultimately completely go all in on YouTube? Does that mean that you could put money away in retirement to build generational wealth or to save up for that home upgrade so you have enough space for you and the family? How will it change your life? Another question is who will be impacted by your content? Like who's waiting for you to share your entertainment, to share your education. Listen, I know it can be easy to get discouraged and say, Sean, my small YouTube channel doesn't matter. Sean, there's so much competition. Who's gonna care about me? But friend, I need you to know that your message matters and there's people that are waiting for you. Think about this. If you get a silver play button, you get 100,000 subscribers, you've made a lot of impact. It takes a lot of work. A lot of people will have watched your content. It's a lot of comments. It's a lot of people clicking like. It's a few trolls. It's a lot that has happened between now and then. But imagine if after all of that happened, if you just didn't take action and you just stayed safe and never stepped out. You know, I just turned 39 and over the holiday season, I'm embarrassed to admit that I lived a lot of my life without ever watching the film, It's a Wonderful Life. And my wife, I don't know why she didn't know that, but she heard that and she she was aghast. She was like, what are you talking about? You've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. Who even are you? Do you even have worth as a human? You know how my wife talks to me? And I was, um, I'm like, okay, I'll do it. You know, it's kind of long. It's like two and a half hours. And I started it out. I kind of liked it at the start. It lost me in the middle, but by the end, I was in a puddle of tears. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's ultimately about a, a man who had a lot of ups and downs in his life and eventually reached a point where he was very discouraged and even suicidal. And an angel from heaven was sent to actually encourage him and tell him to keep going. And his methodology for helping him realize that was actually to show him what life would have been like had he never existed. All of those little touch points, his relationships with people in the city and the community. And when he showed him, what his life would have been like, his, his wife, his kids that didn't exist because he never did. And if you've seen the movie, you, you know the emotion, you know all the feels that comes with it. If you haven't seen it, I think you can imagine. I want you to really ask the question, whose life will be impacted by your content and whose life will miss out on the message and the encouragement and the education that you have to deliver if you just stay comfortable and you stay in fear, and you stay in hesitation. You gotta raise necessity. And this is actually a secret of high performers. One of the largest studies ever done of high performance leaders discovered that what they do is they raise necessity. What does that mean? It means that when they set a goal, when they think about their YouTube channel, they don't think about it as just, ah, it's just a hobby. You know, whether I do it or not, it doesn't matter. Just kind of like a cool thing I'm doing. For the people who perform at the highest levels, they raise necessity that people are dependent on me. I am on a mission. I need to put my content in the world. They raise necessity about who's the enemy that they're fighting, 
Who are they helping? What is the purpose of their YouTube channel? What's the vision of the channel? What's the, or their business, right? Or any category, but in our case, like this is why at Think Media, we have a mission, we have a vision, we are purpose-driven, why we continually talk about those things. I wrote a uh, 10 reasons why our mission matters at Think Media, and I've taught on it in Slack, and I've, uh, in Zoom, and I've posted it in Slack, and we've talked about it five or six times, and Brian shares pieces of it on our social media. I should probably do a podcast on it. 10 reasons why Think Media matters and our mission matters. See, it's still hard for me to sometimes want to get out of bed, get motivated, and do hard things and fight the hard battles of building a channel, building a business, of doing it when you don't feel like it, of doing it when you want to quit. Friend, you got to raise necessity and you got to define your reasons. So, so why do you want to succeed on YouTube this year? I want to encourage you to journal about this and write some of these things down and think about some of these things. And what will it feel like when you reach your goals on YouTube at the end of the year? Like imagine January, 2024. I want you to think about the emotions, not just the dollars, not just maybe the accolades, but the feeling of significance, the feeling of accomplishment. Let's say the dollars and the accolades don't come. How are you gonna feel when you set out to do something? I'm doing a video a week and two shorts a week. And at the end of the year, you go, I did it. You know how much confidence comes from follow through? You know your confidence grows when you actually make a promise to yourself and you follow it, follow through on it with yourself? You know that every time you kind of say, I'm gonna do that, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow and you don't. How do you feel after? You don't feel great. You feel like you let yourself down. See, a lot of us don't feel like we're leaders, but all of us are. Some of us have teams to lead and people to lead, but no matter what, we all have to lead ourselves. And we develop more character when we set goals and we set action goals and we actually follow through on them. Maybe you'll double your subscriber goal that you set. Or maybe you'll only get 40% there, but I assure you, you are going to experience new levels of momentum, of confidence, and if you follow through, and so how is that going to feel? What is it going to feel like to visualize the cover image on your YouTube channel and the avatar and the playlist you can organize and the series that you've created and the body of work? you've put out into the world, your po portfolio of videos, your video library, what is that going to feel like? You know, I've learned that ultimately those who achieve their goals on YouTube that have unstoppable momentum, again, don't just set results goals, but they also set the action goals and they also build a plan. And, you know, if you actually want more help building your plan, uh, we do have our Tube 1K Challenge coming up soon. If you've never been a part of this for five days, you can join me and the Think Media team sharing the latest tips and strategies for growing on YouTube. But I think more than that, it is an environment where you don't just set goals, you don't just learn tactics and strategies, but you also will be around a community that will help spark motivation and you will raise necessity and create momentum so that you can absolutely crush it on YouTube this year. You know, it is free and uh, we only do it a couple times a year. The link is in the show notes or you could go to tube1kchallenge.com if you wanna register. But the last thing, as we think about this point number three, why do you wanna succeed on YouTube? Um, I just wanna briefly share one of my reasons and why I wanna succeed. You know, if you haven't heard my story, I got into all of this 
back in 2003, I started shooting video for my local church. 2007, we started a YouTube channel for that church, which is crazy. That was two years after YouTube started. And I uh, uh, was behind the camera. I was doing video production. There was actually 15-minute time limits when you, on uploads back then. You couldn't do custom thumbnails. The YouTube Partner Program didn't exist. And by 2009, I finally posted my first video. If you've ever been on one of our free classes or uh, some other places, you, you know, it's this horrible video where I'm like, I don't want to be energetic. I don't want to be entertaining. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have a plan. By the way, that's why we are obsessed with helping people develop strategy and create a winning plan on YouTube uh, because I that's what I wish I had back when I was starting. But a lot of people don't know, the reason I started YouTube was because I was actually in the hardest season of my life. In 2009, my wife actually almost died. She got super sick in 2007 on a mission trip to the Philippines. And when she came home, she started to throw up 10 to 15 times a day. It was awful. And we were super overwhelmed because we didn't know why. She didn't know what was going on. We were living an hour north of Seattle in the Arlington, Marysville region. And doctors had no idea what was going on. In fact, some doctors were even super mean and toxic even saying, why don't you just eat? Why don't you stop being anorexic? But there was something much deeper going on. And eventually in 2009, she lost so much weight that she got down to 82 pounds. It looks like she had been in a concentration camp. She literally was skin and bones. And so they had to do a feeding tube, which they first put in her nose so she could get her nutrition up a little bit. And then eventually they installed it jejunum, which is where they put it in your side and they placed it wrong. So when the food started to be distributed, the liquid, I remember we were living in a house in Marysville. We came home with all this medical equipment and all these boxes of this canned liquid nutrition and all this stuff. And I'm filling up the machines and the bags and she's laying down and we turn on the machine and all of a sudden she goes, Sean, my whole body's like it's like burning up. Like, I, I don't know what's wrong. I, I feel like I'm in all this pain and I feel like my whole body's on fire. And what we realized was that they had placed the tube wrong and it wasn't going into her stomach. The liquid was filling up her body cavity. Later on, we discovered that that'll ultimately suffo suffocate your organs and it can cause you to die quickly. So we turned it off and threw her in the Honda Civic and we rushed to a hospital in Everett, Washington, where they got her stabilized in the emergency room. And from there, they got an ambulance to take her to Seattle where they had better machines and better equipment. And I, they threw, put her in the ambulance, sirens are blazing, it's nighttime, it's dark, it's raining, it's Seattle. And I'm following her in the Honda Civic. We got there, we got her stabilized. They had to cut her open, clean out around her organs, sew back around all of her, uh, sew up the incision. And I remember I'm in the hospital room for six days while she's recovering, while we're going through all of this. And I don't know if you could feel the emotions, you know, but this was insane. Like it was scary and I'm afraid. I'm feeling very insecure. Am I going to lose my wife? I'm also feeling insecure about a lot of other things because I'm like, what are we going to do? Like financially, like I'm sure this is going to be expensive. This is, you know, medical bills had already been piling up. And we were already, uh, you know, on top of this happening, we were already in the midst of absolute financial devastation. The 2008 bubble burst in real estate and we were losing our home that we were living in. House hacking before it was cool. We had a, a family living with us and two other roommates all paying rent just so we could afford the mortgage. But as people started to be dispersed and lose their jobs, they're gone. So we're, we're unable to make the payment on that house. 
We had another rental property that the tenants lost their job, and that was on an 80-20 arm. We're losing that as well. And then on top of all this, at this exact same time, our church was actually falling apart, which I was part-time staff at. I was waiting tables at Red Robin, and I was also doing video production. And some senior leaders stole some money. And so that was that went from 1,700 people on Easter down to 200 people. It was like just total destruction. So I am surrounded by just the most discouraging, overwhelming, painful, uncertain, brutal season. My wife too. I mean, think about her situation. And, and I am like, God, what is happening and what are we gonna do? And I share all this with you just so you could have a little bit of insight into my reasons. Reasons come first, results come second. Because it was really in that hospital room that I began to first be a little worried and anxious, but second, begin to develop a fight in my spirit that was, man, I got to figure this out. I got to fight for my family. I got to man up. I got I to gotta find a way to make money. And when, I, when I'm writing down my reasons, it wasn't because I want a Ferrari, it wasn't because I want to be famous. I don't need to get on YouTube because I want more followers. Those things are all cool. I think even if that's like a byproduct of something deeper. But I've just learned that again, if you want to spark motivation, the root word of motive, the root word of motivation is motive. What's your motive for wanting to do YouTube? And when you get up every day and you're fighting for your family, and when you get up in every day and you're just fighting for survival, but you're clear on the vision, like I want something better. And I even had very practical things. Like I was like, we want to start a family someday. And we didn't know if we A, could, because we're going through these challenges. But I thought, okay, we're dual income. My wife may never be able to work again. I got to figure out how to make more money. We're dual income. Maybe we'll be able to have kids, but we'll probably need help. We'll probably be able to need uh, to hire a nanny. I got to make more money. And see, I was raising necessity, not so I could go buy a watch. I was like, I want to pay people to help with the vision. And this was just what I was going through at the moment. These were the pieces I was adding into my puzzle for building unstoppable motivation that pushed me through the first five, six years of not getting big results on YouTube, of doing it as a side hustle, of making just a little bit of extra money, but not going full-time yet. It took me about five or six years while I still worked in another job. I also wanted to be responsible. I worked at a job that had healthcare, et cetera. And so what are your reasons? What are the deeper reasons, family, mission, purpose? I also think about things. I, I think YouTube needs a higher level of leaders. It needs it needs influencers that are not obs obsessed with self and greed, but that are mission-driven and that are purpose-driven. So I'm personally on a mission to hopefully be one of those people, but to inspire others that we need more positive, we need more faith-based, we need more leaders, we need more people of high character and high ethic, creating the best of the best content on YouTube. So I'm tapping deeper into my reasons. I know that this story is going a little long, but I share this because it just matters so much and I hope to inspire you. Friend, I think this could be your year. 2023 could be the year you really double down, you take your results to a whole nother level, you reach your goals, but the reason you do is because you've raised necessity when it's not just, mm, I hope my channel grows so I can get a silver play button, but if not, no big deal. I'm like, my wife's life is on the line. 
it's two different levels of necessity. You know what I mean? I'm like, the next generation is on the line because they're following influencers of low character, of greed, of selfishness, of vice. And, and we need to raise up some men and some women that actually are standing for something different and that have got a more powerful message than 99% of these social media influencers that are out there. It's a different level of necessity. And, and, and to each their own, you set your goals, you set the actions it's going to take. And you might be like, Sean, chill out, bro. Like, I literally just want to have like a hobby gaming channel. That's totally cool. But I've just found that if you want the fire to be unquenchable, double down on your reasons, go a little bit deeper. I want to thank you for being a part of, a part of the Think Media Podcast community. Definitely stick with us because we've got a powerful year planned. And if you haven't registered, check out tube1kchallenge.com where you can register. I, I should probably close the loop as well because if you haven't heard the story, what's been amazing is that um, my wife, Sonia, is doing very well through a lot of prayer, a lot of fasting, a lot of medical treatments, some bad doctors, but then eventually some good ones. It's been a wild journey. And actually today we have two boys, which are absolute miracles. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure what your faith background is, but literally, uh, you know, we are Christians, we're people of faith, and we, uh, we believe that God moves powerfully. And what was pretty wild was uh, a year before my son was born, two different people said, by this time next year, God told me, you're going to have a son. I mean, I know that's crazy, but it's true. Like, so I was like, mm, the first one. And then the next day I was at an event, This the second one. And uh, and I was like, huh, it could be something. Told my wife, she laughed at first. And then um, she was praying and felt strongly about that. And really it was a miraculous that we had our first boy, Sean Bradley. And uh, now we just have a three-month-old, John Steven. And so I just share that because uh, the majority of the last 13 years have actually been really hard, especially those first five or six a lot of pain, discouragement, challenges, challenges in our marriage, marriage counseling, wanting to quit, wanting to give up. But I've seen the power of keep uh, of consistently pushing towards your goals, of consistently applying pressure towards the dream and the vision that God has given you and what can happen over time, right? Some people, most people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year, but underestimate what they can accomplish in 10. I know this podcast is all about this next year. But friend, where are you going to be in the next decade if you set clear goals, if you define the actions, and if you raise necessity and get clear on your reasons? I believe that you could exceed even your wildest dreams. 